the, is it morning yet, deal. How about now? Or now? Because morning time is McDonald's breakfast time. And that's the best time of all the times. Wake up with a little splash of sweetness. Get any size iced coffee from caramel to hazelnut to French vanilla for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. The shit at this for people who aren't from Toronto, this really collegey, cringy bar that it used to people used to go and dance to rock music to, and that was a hit along with Bandages by bandages. Hot Hot Heat. Yeah, I remember that one. Float On by Modest Mouse. That was also in the charts. I remember that time. It's weird because 2004 is like a blackout for me. Like I remember that era of it, and I remember like the white stripes and the strokes, like you know, being big, but then... Oh, this is the start of the indie renaissance. When indie broke big. There's this other era. I think it was when last year of high school, but there's just a complete blackout. I smoked a lot of weed back then, so... I was 22 at the time, and I was also blackout, but it had to do more with the fact that I was a little bit of an alcoholic (laughs) when I was 22. Aren't we all? Yeah, had to take a full year off drinking because it was just not a good scene. I think that was partly my thing. And it also... um, it was around the time that I first got MySpace, which is when yeah. I stopped taking digital or like keeping like a physical diary. Everything was like online. So I, there's just like a blackout year of like all of my memories and everything. There's like I never had a MySpace. I had a live journal. I'm oh. going to stop drinking beer in May. I'm doing a beach body <laughs> blitz. <laughs> no beer all of May. Everybody's a beach body. Great. James is going to be drinking cocktails during girly mags. That should make for a fun episode. Excellent. Well, hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Girly Mags, coming to you straight from the fucking boiling hellscape that is the entire province of Ontario right now. Uh, For any new listeners, we are a nostalgia podcast committed to taking the deepest of dives into all of your favorite teen magazines from the 90s and 2000s with gems like Sassy, Seventeen, YM, and maybe, if you're lucky, a couple of lady mags like Cosmo. Yes, we haven't done a lady mags in so long. I want to do a lady bag so bad. The nostalgia of being able to go to a store, (laughs) leave your house after a certain time without the cops stopping you, asking you where you're going. Give your your friends a hug. I I was late to the recording. I was late to the recording because I had to go run an errand and there was fucking COVID protesters in the street. So for those of you that don't know, Ontario is like crazy with COVID right now. We have like the highest cases we've ever had. We're crazy with this one. There's lockdowns now and like a carding procedure, which was banned in Toronto a few years ago because it's racialized. And now they can basically card anybody after a certain time for being out. And we know the kind of people that they're you know the best card. thing is to increase people's interactions with the police, racialized people. Let's increase their the potential for them to have interactions with the police that go badly. No shit. Apparently, apparently, what I read was that the Toronto police were were opting out of doing this. That's because they hate doing their jobs, not because <laughs> yeah, they're fucking no. Great. Also, I don't trust them as far as I can fucking throw them, and I bet you they still go after racialized people. So and fuck that noise. On top of that, I saw like all of those fucking COVID protesters, and there was cops all around them, and they didn't do anything. They didn't. They weren't being ticketed. They weren't getting a ticket for ha- being in like massive groups and fucking marching down Queen Street. I flipped a girl off, and she gave me the peace sign. Cause I've got one hand in my pocket, and the other one is giving 
fucking... I hate you! <laughs> what a fucking toe rag. <laughs> you know who I don't hate, though? Our patrons! Mm. Thank you so much for supporting Girly Mags. We have a couple new patrons this week. We have uh, Bryn. We have... Uh, la, 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 Lisa B and Jennifer C. So thank you guys so much. If you want to support Girly Mags, it really helps us out. You can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash girlymags. We've got magazine scans, bonus episodes, bonus podcast content, and a little community there. Get some merch. We got a one and a five dollar tier. Get on the five dollar tier. We'll call you up and give you a quiz if you so desire to spend some time with us. Yay! Just fun for all of us. I know. I love our fans. Thank you guys so much. We've been away for a little bit. We We had a girly mags tragedy in our family oh, here. Oh, we didn't introduce ourselves? I was wondering oh, yeah. what we were missing. I was like, I'm I know. going to go into this fucking <laughs> issue, but we're forgetting something. I forgot to do, we forgot how to record an episode. Anyways, I'm Andrea Johns, and I just ate a huge lunch, so if I burp, I apologize. My name is Dee Mortimer, coming at you fast, furious, and a little hungover, and still totally unvaccinated, because our <laughs> province's premier hates us all. <laughs> My name is James Holler, a.k.a. Karen Mark Marin. And uh, yeah, I had something, you know, I had a loss in my family. I want to thank uh, all the girly Mags fans who reached out, even though it was a little weird. It was not weird. It's a little strange <laughs> to have people reach out. But I mean, reaching out helps. And, uh, you know, I think what my dad would have wanted is me to keep going, ta- asking you guys if you ever nicked your labia while shaving, <laughs> asking the important <laughs> questions. That's what he would have wanted. So we're going to keep on going. We also have um, an honorary member of the Girly Megs crew that you can hear barking in the background, and that is my dog, Stevie. She's a little baby. She's a little baby. I did not vote her in. (laughs) Vote her off the island. (laughs) What magazine are we doing, Sometimes I want to vote her off the island when she's (laughs) chewing my bra. Um, We are doing, this episode brings you a wonderful little issue of J14 from August 2004. We've got some embarrassing moments, celeb school secrets, sit, and, the sit. Four, <laughs> and the 411 on why Lindsay Lohan is actually kind of a dick. And no, it has nothing to do with her kidnapping refugee babies, which is absolutely <laughs> my favorite reminder to give anyone whenever her fucking name comes up. James gets mad at me because I only have technically one good bra. How many bras do you own, D? Oh, not own where? Because every woman has like a million bras that they keep around that they never wear in a million years. I, I have four, and I only wear three because I've gained about 30 pounds in this pandemic, and one of them doesn't fucking fit me anymore. I explained to James, it's not so easy to just go buy a bra. You have to, like, no. try it on. You have to make sure it fits properly. Yeah, but you haven't been trying. And I'm just <laughs> saying, so much stress will be lessened from your life if not every morning you were like, where's my fucking bra? I need it. Where's it? Where, what you do with it? <laughs> Fuck, if not, if you don't buy more bras, let's build a fucking bra case special, like, thing to keep it in. Yeah, like those. So I need I need to backtrack on that. I actually don't wear a bra anymore. So <laughs> I have four bras and I don't wear a single fucking one of them. <laughs> That's true. I I'm like from the neck up, so you can't see my boobs on Zoom, which yeah. is great. Oh, I had another question. Uh, because of COVID, do you think not wearing shoes makes your feet flatter, or have I just gained weight? Because my shoes are way tighter than they were last year. I haven't even paid attention to that. I'm not sure. Well, if anyone get get back at me, because any podiatrist (laughs) get back at me. If your shoes don't fit, I want to know if it's just me. It's like being in when you're in space, you like your body along. Yeah. You lose some muscle mass. You think you've sat for so long. Yeah. Have like flattened out. Yeah. 
All I know is I can't wear heels anymore, but I think that has more to do with me getting old and my back starting to hurt. True. Welcome to your 30s, pal. Yep. Actually, it's more like welcome to my almost 40s. (laughs) I'm going to be 39 in a couple months. Woo! All right. Now we're going to do our section this month in history where we take you back to August 2004. August 2004. I'm letting you know what happened in the news so you can get into the mindscape of the J14. On August 4th, Mary Kay Letourneau was released from a Washington prison after a sentence of over seven years for sleeping with her 13-year-old student. They got married later. Vili ah. Fualau. I'm sorry if Fualau. I'm mispronouncing that. Is that Tongan? Yeah, I think he's Tongan or Samoan. Uh, or Pacific Island or yeah. some kind. They got married in 2005, a year after she got out of prison. The marriage lasted for 14 years. <laughs> she died, though. Yeah, oh, she died uh, when Recently. she died in 2018. Whoa. Uh, at 50... Oh, no, sorry, that's a little update. As of 2018, uh, Fulau was working as a home at a home improvement store and as a professional DJ. <laughs> <laughs> How's that work? Like, uh, you see, like, a post, like, hey, uh, that guy, that the kid who, the guy who fucked his teacher when he was 13 is DJ. Do you want to go see him? <laughs> sure. I, sh- I want to backtrack. It's the, it's the kid who got fucked by his way older teacher. His pedophile when, teacher. When, yeah. Yeah. When he was a youngster. Yeah. He was 12. When she died at 58, he was uh, at her side, hmm. despite the divorce. Huh. And she left much of her estate to Falau. That's a pretty grandiose term for some old chalkboard erasers and some kid-sized <laughs> condoms oh no <laughs> i might have to cut that kid-sized condom joke uh, yeah i think you might <laughs> we don't want to offend our q listeners <laughs> uh some other people who have married their teacher uh newt gingrich <laughs> married his uh high school geometry teacher he was 19 she was 26 and emmanuel macron the former president Slash current, I don't know. I of France. <laughs> uh, he married his uh, teacher when uh, they met in 1993, and he was 15 years old. She was 40. Jesus, that is what? another Mary Kay Letourneau. A lot of, of successful people Hot marrying teacher. their teachers out there. Uh, leave the kids alone. <laughs> <laughs> On August 27th, uh, between 5,000 and 6,000 participants took part in the critical mass bicyclist ride as part of the 2004. Republican National Convention protest activity. Oh, I remember critical mass. That used to be a yeah. huge thing. Does it Rem- still happen? Remember before the, these uh, pie in the sky ideal times where you thought, <laughs> let's protest by raiding a bicycle. <laughs> that'll that'll get the state to stop oppressing us. I remember going to a George because I was in high school, my last year of high school at the time for the Bush re-election in two thousand and four, and I remember going to a bush protest and there was a guy you were protesting and here they're called bush x protests in canada (laughs) (laughs) he was bent over and he had a there was a protester there that was bent over and had an american flag sticking out of his butthole and two faces drawn on his butt cheeks and he was waving it back and forth i have some questions for logistics how big was the flag (laughs) it was one of those ones you put in like you know like you wave it out of the window like a little like like pencil sized so so the stick was like a pencil size yeah Okay. He had it in his butthole. How deep did it have to go for stability? <laughs> I don't know. It was I in his butthole, in though. <laughs> I guess you could clench and not need to go insert that deep if you clenched. I don't know. Do you have good look it up. sphincter control? <laughs> I am not going to look up flag insertion. Into <laughs> she already has. <laughs> She's just casually, oh, you need about like at least two inches in there. <laughs> Listen, I know a lot about the male prostate. 
and she's got she's that meme with like the numbers and stuff. It's like, huh? For how much is the diameter of the pole versus the size of the flag? Yeah. Oh, uh, that's a two point five incher. Binary soloing through the internet. In music, uh, this was as I said the indie rock renaissance when it hit finally hit uh, mainstream. Uh, Soviet Kitsch by Regina Spector came out. More Adventures by Rilo Kiley. The Libertines' first album came out. Uh, oh, oh, shit. Uh, the video of the year at the MTV Awards was Hey Ya by Outkast. Jesus, that was a long time ago. Wow. Yeah, which was also <laughs> out with Usher and Lil Jon. <laughs> <laughs> and It's My Life, no doubt. 99 it's Problems my by Jay-Z. Life. And uh, another music news. On August 8th, the Dave Matthews Band tour bus dumps 800 pounds of human feces from a Chicago bridge. I remember that. Intending to unload it in the river, but it lands on an architecture tour boat. <laughs> and that brings us to a very special true crime segment. Log and Odor, Septic <laughs> Victims Unit. <laughs> Gonna go deep into this. All right. The band were in town for a two-night show. The incident occurred between the first and second night of the concert. Coinciding with that, during warm months, the Chicago Architecture Foundation offers a boat tour of buildings <laughs> along the Chicago River. <laughs> also, most Chicago bridges features riveted gating, which is used for its strength and anti-slip properties. <laughs> riveted gating allows rain and other liquids to pass through Removing need for complicated draining systems. <laughs> a perfect storm <laughs> of loaded septic tank, uncaring bus driver, riveted gating, and open tour architecture tours. People and people looking up at the buildings. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, they're all looking up like oh, in in awe. Oh. Look at that. Awe-inspiring architecture. <laughs> so much pink eye. Oh, God. On August 8, 2004, at 1.18 p.m., bus, the bus driver drove over Kinsey Street Bridge and emptied the contents of his bus's septic tank through the open metal grate intending to deposit into the Chicago River below. The tank was full, containing 800 pounds of human waste. <laughs> oh, my God. That's a lot. Slightly earlier... Passenger boat Chicago's Little Lady left Navy Pier at its 1 p.m. scheduled boat tour departure. <laughs> While passing under the bridge, the boat received the full context of the tank <laughs> on the seats of its open roof terrace. <laughs> Roughly two thirds of its 120 passengers aboard the tour boat were soaked. <laughs> According to the Illinois Attorney General, Passengers aboard included persons with disabilities, oh my God. the elderly, a pregnant woman, a small child, and an influence. Describing the incident, the liquid waste was a brownish in yellow in color, had a foul offensive odor. The liquid human waste went into the passenger's eyes, <laughs> mouth, hair, and onto clothing and personal belongings, many of which were soaked. Oh my God. <laughs> they went to uh, local gym security footage, real CSI shit, <laughs> to find out the offending bus. The mayor said, Richard M. Daly, that while the Dave Matthews band were a very good band, <laughs> what they did was absolutely unacceptable. 
Okay, you know what? Slow your roll. It was the fucking driver, okay? Like, the Dave Matthews Band can't help that they had to take a couple of shits on the bus. The Dave Matthews Band donated $50,000 to Friends of the Chicago River and uh, $50,000 to the Chicago Park District. What about the people they dumped the shit on? Uh, $200,000 is a settlement. For each person or split? And the, the Dave Matthews Band additionally agreed to keep a log of when and where its buses empty their septic tanks. <laughs> The band also promised to never again release literal shit onto the public, instead going back to releasing figurative shit with their albums. <laughs> oh, come on, man. Dave Matthews Band slam! And that's the I've mod. Seen, I've seen Dave Matthews Band in concert like five times. <laughs> Did you had your, so the literal shit just went into your, op, your open eardrums? <laughs> Man, I liked them at the time. <laughs> I actually still do. This whole story makes me like them even more. When I said I, uh, the protester with the flag in his butt, I was lying. He was my friend. <laughs> his name was Steve. Oh, uh, I just oh <laughs> butthole flag, Steve. How is he? <laughs> What would you say? Boop, 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 boop. Oh, wait, that wasn't the song we were playing. We were playing. Modest Mouse. They were such a. This is also in that what? renaissance of. What are you about to say about Modest Mouse? What? They were great. Yeah. Yeah. In that renaissance of indie rock that was. They were great before that album. I love that album. Yeah. Among the Modest Mouse fans, that one's kind of like thought as commercial, but their albums before that were amazing too. A little yeah. too. Songs are a bit too long for my taste. A little guitar noodly for the old <laughs> ones, but I really like that one because that was their one where they cut down the length of the songs. Speaking of floating. We are into a the- turd. <laughs> I, know, I was just about to say that. And then I was like, no, I'm going to hold it back and keep it classy. So thank you, James. <laughs> Yikes. Totally embarrassing moments. So this is the section of the J14 where most of their, their embarrassing moments, they actually have a gross out section, which is like really gross things just that happen to you. But this one is pretty gross. So it says bubble blast. A bunch of pals I and I, it, I, hate it already. I hate it already. <laughs> a bunch of pals and I decided to beat the summer heat with a trip to the pool. I knew it was my lucky day because my crush Jason was already lounging on a beach chair when I got there. We scarfed some nachos and all jumped into the pool, including him. I was standing in the shallow end, fixing my hair and trying to ignore the nacho related rumblings in my tummy when Ugh. Jason dunked me. I jumped on his back, thrilled to be wrestling with him, but the more he dunked uh. me, the louder my belly roared. I knew I had to get to the bathroom. Stat! As I tried to make my way out of the pool, he grabbed me and pulled me down. That's when it happened. I let out such a big fart that the bubble started to rise with the telltale stink. I don't know if Jason smelled or saw the bubbling gas first, but I do know that he swam away very fast. Oh, I thought that was going to go in a different direction. I thought she was going to, like, shart in the pool. <laughs> I, uh, I'm going to go on record. I don't care for you, uh, pool underwater tomfoolery. Yeah, don't I don't either, it. man. I'm here for it. Uh, yeah, being dunked sucks. Simulating drowning, that's fun. Yeah, it's like my worst fucking nightmare. I mean, that could have gone like the way of the people in the 
the Chicago boat though where Jason's looking up as she's playing like chicken fight with her and she fucking like shits all over him. I don't like getting splashed. <laughs> yeah, James hey, he's such a grouchy old man in the pool. You, he doesn't have any fun. Like if you splash him he's like my eyes it's burning. I don't care for pool roughhousing. I'm not a fan. No running on the I'm deck. I'm going to get into this pool and I'm not going to fucking like it. You running on the deck? No running on the deck. <laughs> Anyways, there, if if you want to learn something new, there's a reason that your farts smell extra gross in water. And the reason is, is because humidity plays a part. Research shows that water vapor in the air actually enhances your sense of smell. So huh. if you've ever farted in the shower or the bathtub and you're like, God, that fucking stinks. That's why you learn something new every day. Oh, wow. Huh. Uh, I have a friend who went to. Is this the friend who shoved a flag up his butt? <laughs> no, this is a different friend. Also from <laughs> Reno. They went to um, a pool, like a public pool party. Like they have a lot of those like pool party bars in reno because it's kind of like vegas oh man flag butt steve could really turn one of those parties out <laughs> different flags for different days gay pride flag easy so um they went to the pool and they were like kind of drunk because you know you're partying or whatever and then they went in the pool and one of them decided to pee in the pool and it has that special dye that they add to it that if you pee in it, it turns like dark purple and the bouncer saw them and pulled them out of the pool and kicked them out. And then everybody had to get out of the pool. So that's another re- lesson. If you're going to go in public, in a public pool, maybe check. Pee is sterile. I don't really understand what the big deal is. <laughs> it's no, gross. It's fucking oh, it's pee gross. in the fucking pool. You know what? If I'm in a pool and they got to clear the whole pool and it ruins my entire day, I'll gamble with the pee. <laughs> don't empty out my pool for someone peeing in it. I know. You, you don't even like being in that pool, I'm James. An, I'm an adult. I understand the ratio of pee to pool, like in a public pool with all these kids running around. Not just, it's got the bleach in it, the chlorine. You're just adding more sterile liquid to it. I'm, I'm not happy disgusting. about it. I'm not psyched. I'm not drinking gulpfuls of it. Oh, you will saying, if I splash you. Don't empty the uh, the pool for the pisser. I hate everything about this conversation. Don't throw out the Jamie with the bathwater. Pretty <laughs> please give your bail Yeah, there's a great cover of that song by Adam Green if you want to check it out. Who's in the Libertines again? Is it Pete Doherty? Pete Doretti? No, it's Pete Doherty. Doherty. I know. I like to say Doretti. (laughs) God, Kate Moss, love those fucking scummy guys. Ah, Mm -hmm. I love that band. He is so scummy. Have you ever seen that picture of him? He's also like 6'2". Really? He seems like really? me. No, yeah, he's surprisingly tall, apparently. That's incredibly interesting, because I always thought he looked like a little... I thought he was troll. like a Derek Wibley, some no, 41 type no. guy. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a shame about that. Uh, no more rock bands. We don't care about them anymore. <laughs> uh, they'll eventually <laughs> be like jazz clubs. <laughs> yep. Like obnoxious people who are really into jazz. <laughs> You like go to like jazz? special jazz clubs. It'll be like, yeah, I'm a, I'm into rock, which means like you're like a. That's like why a people. That's dork. why older people get into rockabilly because it's the one place that you can still be accepted and have a cool scene. That's yeah. basically the entire plot of La La Land. <laughs> I never watched that movie because I I like Ryan Gosling a lot. I think he's really yeah. charming. But like the idea of him being like, I thought it was set in like the 50s. Then when I found out it was set today, I'm yeah. like, 
gross. Like some yeah. white guy being like, I love jails. I mean, I'm not going to, I watched it and like, I'm not going to say I don't still completely enjoy Ryan Gosling. Cause like, you know, I break have, her high baby. You got the nice guy sitting right there. I have Canadian pride. I like Ryan Gosling. I think he's done some really good work and I still like him, but La La Land can suck my dick. Oh <laughs> yeah. You got, if you want some Ryan Gosling, some prime Ryan Gosling, watch uh, the nice guys with Russell Crowe. I love that movie. It's set in the seventies. Yeah, it's great. It's fantastic. There's also the big short where he goes, I, I am jacked. I'm jacked to the tits. <laughs> he also did an incredibly depressing movie where he played like a Jewish Nazi, which I don't recommend oh, watching. You it's a huge tell, downer. You, you could tell he's a star in that. Yeah. You can absolutely. watch that movie and be like that guy's a star like everything about that movie it's tough but he's... yeah i can just only picture him as young hercules and that guy in breaker high so <laughs> it would have so... been nice if they cast a jewish person in that role just saying yeah maybe yeah. didn't he also play like a heroin addict teacher in a movie oh half yeah. nelson that was my first half nelson. Nelson experience i haven't yeah. seen that movie in forever it's a good movie yeah we it's a great movie. Me want to get a a uh, briefcase with a strap. <laughs> Couldn't find the young, <laughs> the young, the young girl in it is even better than Ryan Gosling, though. She's she's wonderful in it. Who would have known? Breaker High guy breaks out to become a big star, and everyone else Huge. didn't do shit. I thought that was about break dancing. <laughs> the sh- the show Breaker High. Yeah. No Breaker, like breaking the waves. They were right. on a boat, like a b boy, like a break dancer. <laughs> The guy, the guy who played his friend on it has done a couple of things, though. He's in that, he's in that like, new hospital movie, New Amsterdam, I think. He's Down in New in Amsterdam. <laughs> he the, plays a gay guy at this yellowhead Ryan Gosling. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, because when I first saw Ryan Gosling, I'm like, he's not attractive. But then I've seen him in a few more roles. I'm like, I get it. I get why people are into him. I don't really, mm-hmm. I'm not really into blondie boys. So, like, guys that look like there could be a lifeguard. That's not my thing. He has very calm, cool energy. Yeah. I don't generally like guys with small eyes, but uh, <laughs> that's my thing, bro. You can get it. Josh Hartnett. Woo. I have mm. giant cartoon manga eyes. <laughs> well, you're not my type. <laughs> I like a good, I, I like a good dad bod. <laughs> that's what I like. What are we doing? Now we're getting on to the segment. That was all a long preamble that meant nothing. I mean, I guess I, you know what? I will the, the Libertines broke up and they left the band. James was in a band when I met him. I was. Wait, wait, wait. Hold up. This segment is called Leaving the Band Behind? Question mark. And I only was going to call it Leaving the Band, but I flowed because I'm a professional. <laughs> and it's about uh, back then, a couple bands loosely used to include boy groups and girl groups. Uh, about people leaving their band. Uh, Gwen Stefani striking out on her own, finally, from No Doubt. I think she mm-hmm. she's fairly. She got up. exhausted from barely featuring the members of No. She's like, I need more focus on me. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm tired of them cutting away for a split second blink if you miss it to Tony Canal. <laughs> yeah, I know his we name. Also, we also get into like a little bit of heat with our listeners whenever we bad note Gwen Stefani. So here's the thing: I love No Doubt. And I, they, I really admired Gwen Stefani growing up, but I found her, as I got older, I just found her more and more incredibly annoying. And her, all of her yeah. cultural appropriation yeah, shit is really irritating. Yeah, I didn't get irritating. what cultural appropriation was when she was doing ska. Yeah. So I Me was neither. like, that's fine. Yeah, it's great. Then then she got more and more into the reggae side of ska, and you could really see it come out being like, huh. And she it's had not, not a great look having two members of her, black members of her band the entire time and never featuring them as full members. Yeah. Yeah. Ever in their videos until they need like some... Uh, 
extras to accentuate their to be like it's okay they're doing reggae look there are black people around yeah exactly like that video they did for that reggae song they did yeah and then she did she wore a headdress for one of her uh yeah videos and then she's done like the harajuku thing there's a couple things that she's done that have been really annoying but i admire her as an as a musician those like the two black members of no doubt were arguably the most talented musicians out of all of them and they were like relegated to like you know backup singers basically yeah which i have no no problem with backup singers they're incredibly talented but that those those members should have actually been like thrust to the front i mean if you hire someone as for touring every once in a while and they're like there these people have been with the band since like 1993 It's exactly. like there's about time where you like, especially if you're doing black music, maybe it'd be a good idea yeah. to make the black people full members of your band. Absolutely. Completely uh, in agreement. Other bands featured is uh, NSYNC when Justin left. He was all ready to. Also uh, got super fucking famous and yeah. did, did his own solo career. Hey, None of know, them did anything really. You know what? Really. Andrea played me a, a Britney Spears video recently that dramatized her drama with uh, Kevin Federline. And I'm, I'm asking, isn't she doing the exact same thing that Justin Timberlake did? Yeah, that video was weird. Um, it was it's Britney's every time video, which is from the around this era, two thousand and four. It's basically like her being chased by the paparazzi, uh, and the guy in the video looks exactly like Kevin Federline. So this was around the time that they had their like tumultuous marriage and that horrible show. I guess the problem was that Justin Timberlake kept bringing it up for years. It wasn't just the yeah. I'm not, I'm oversimplifying because it wasn't just the Crimea River thing yeah. that was problematic. It was that he kept bringing it up over and over and over. And he apologized for it recently. That's what I was, I mean, fuck, whatever. Um, but I, that's what I was going to say is that, like, you know, Britney wrote one fucking song and then shut up about it. But, like, like you know, Justin Timberlake got a lot of fucking mileage out of his relationship with Britney Spears. Totally. In this article, they featured B2K who broke up, who were a thing. Yeah, they were big. One and, of them was well, named Batman. I think one of them named was Romeo. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> Uh, I did oh, not, but it's very amusing. But some bands are staying together. Thank God, staying together for the kids. Destiny's Child, staying together. <laughs> what? They broke up. Oh, Beyonce's going to release an album by herself, but trust me, they're staying together. That's what they said. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's what the article said at the time. Yeah. I fucking loved Destiny's Child. I still do. Their fucking songs are amazing. I think most of them, like, oh, all yeah, of them have had great, good uh, good careers, though. I got some bad news for you. Well, did they? Not as Michelle not Beyonce. Williams, Kelly, they're, like, just waiting for Beyonce to call them. <laughs> Aww. Oh, don't worry, guys. St. Lunatics are staying together. <laughs> Nelly's not leaving them. Neither is D12 with Eminem. Thank God. <laughs> Good Charlotte staying together. Simple Plan staying together. And the Black Eyed Peas. Oh, no. Nope. Oh. Fergie left. Fergie? Oh, yeah. I guess she does. <sighs> no. uh, there's, I feel like there's like a, a big thing with people like disliking Black Eyed Peas. I hate I them love... so much. I, I fucking like music. some of their songs make me want to dance. I'm I, not gonna lie. I was working as a catering waiter for a long time in my 20s and uh, catering bartender. Sorry. And like, like the show Party Down, exactly like that. <laughs> and uh, they just fucking, I have a feeling, hoo-hoo, would play all <laughs> Hate the that time. Song. Yeah. It fucking drove me nuts. And my humps? Yeah. I like my humps. Oh, no. I like it in an ironic way, but no. I still kind of like it. I liked Pump It. Do you, lie. Do you remember Fergie's old band, Wild Orchid, from, they were like a girl I group? Do. Uh Super fucking encapsulates, like, trashy, like, New Jersey, like, 1998 vibe how they dress it's, oh, it's yeah. amazing adriana from yeah Ad- a very adriana laserva from sopranos like fucking leopard print cat suits with like pointy kitten heels and teased hair 
And uh, like, let me be clear when we say like, you know, trashy. Oh, I love that look. Yeah, trashy Adriana from Sopranos. I say that. I aspire to that look. (laughs) <laughs> oh, it's such a good look. It's so fucking two, early 2000s. Like, I want to look just, like a, uh, an aging stripper from New Jersey in yeah, 1998. I want to I look like somebody vomited pink and blue glitter all over me. Like it's Our listeners can't see me, but I already look like someone who dates an aging stripper from New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> Slicked back hair, check. Uh... Re- multiple religious chains, Catholic chains, check. Uh, red burgundy pants with a fly wide open check. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. And all the girlies say I'm pretty fly for a white guy. I was on the street the other day wearing my leather. I was wearing a leather jacket, like a leather blazer. The leather one I chaps. bought on eBay. Uh, and I was wearing like a cool shirt, open 70s shirt, and like these blue uh, tw- like pants. And I was looking all cool. And then I realized my fly was down <laughs> for like a two hours the entire time I was strutting. <laughs> That's so you are You are... A fascinating human being, James. <laughs> <laughs> also, Girly Meg's very pro stripper. I'm really not a fascinating person. I just look that way. <laughs> uh, so, guys, do you guys remember the first band that broke up that you were bummed about? Oh, when I- Jerry left the Spice Girls, I was bummed. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought you were more alternative than that. I, I mean, I was sad because I was like 10 and I liked them at the time. I forget that I'm much older than you. Yeah. I mean, I remember being sad when Kurt Cobain died, even though I was really young, just because I knew Nirvana. You were a fetus. <laughs> I was not. I was like seven. What? You heard it? You heard it? They, I they remember brought, being They home. broadcast MT- Kurt Loder Kurt broadcast Loder. MTV News in the womb. I was born in 1987, so I was old enough to remember. I'm still thinking about this incredible question. What was the first I remember that I was, I was upset when uh, Rilo Kylie broke up. And I've come to a point in my life, I always said, oh, my favorite band of all time is like The Smiths, which not anymore. It's hard to listen to them. Uh, you know, The Strokes, they're great, have some moments uh, that I don't like. But I think my favorite band of all time is Rilo Kylie, just for pure listenability. I think I was like, I remember being pretty bummed out when Kim Deal left the Pixies, but then she formed the Breeders and they're even better than the Pixies. So, And I, and I love the Pixies, don't get me wrong, I but like, I would fucking die for Kim Deal. Like, I fucking love the Breeders. I've seen them five times. Woo. Every time they come to Toronto, I go. Dee loves going to concerts. Every that. time I talk to Dee, I find out about a new concert she's gone to. I remember there was a <laughs> Canadian band called, it's coming to me, it was a lesbian band. That there was uh, not like officially, but it was you know a, a big in the gay Katie community. Lang. and they were called the, the organ. They broke up, and I was bummed. Uh-huh. Oh, I've never heard of them. Five people will know that the <laughs> organ reference. That was worth it, right? <laughs> um, I remember being pretty bummed out about Destiny's Child breaking up. Oh yeah, that was a big deal in the two thousands. Yeah. I was bummed about the Libertines breaking up. Mm-hmm. Daft Punk recently. Very relatively recently broke up. Finally, I mean, the Smashing Pumpkins have never really broken up, but he, Billy Corgan did that weird Zwan thing for a couple. Everyone. Yeah, it he kicked like, out everyone yeah. and just got new. That's because he was like a musician dick who I've encountered so many times who basically thinks he can play everyone's instrument better than them and maybe could. And but he like in the studio he just like played all the bass parts. I think Billy Corgan. I'm a huge fan of Smashing Pumpkins. Anyone that doesn't know me, they're like my favorite '90s band. But I find Billy Corgan insufferable. He would be. So such a fucking asshole if you met him in person or had to work with him creatively. I just like if I he's a picture of the kind of person he is. Five six, I'll be shocked. Really? He has a real five six energy about him. <laughs> he's a him and Courtney Love fought for a long time. He said some really shitty things about Courtney Love after they dated. Uh, and she said he stopped writing interesting songs once they broke up. Yeah. 
Good comeback. Oh, here are some bands that broke up in 2004. Royal City, another Canadian band that I loved if you're feeling depressed. They don't have all their songs online, weirdly enough. A Perfect Circle. <laughs> Can't draw it. Really bad at drawing <laughs> circles. Guided by Voices broke up. The Libertines broke up in 2004, which is weird. That can't be true. Where are you getting your facts? No, they didn't. It was their first album then. Jane's Addiction broke up in 2004. Big hit with Jane Says. By the way, somewhere there's a woman named Jane who's like, Perry Farrell, what the fuck? (laughs) Why are you so obsessed with me? (laughs) Yeah, like Justin and Britney. (laughs) Stop putting my business out on the street. Jane's Addiction. Jane Says. (laughs) Um, I hated when Oasis broke up. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Not, yeah, I was. I hated when Oasis broke up. Um, I like to follow them just for when they fight on the twi- on Twitter, like when he called his brother a potato. <laughs> what are bands now? I, I have not listened to any new music since, like, 2008. Occasionally I listen to new music, but it's, like, three years behind. Like, I got <laughs> yeah. into, like, Slow Tie, who was, like, a big deal, like, two years ago or something. <laughs> yeah, James will be like, have you heard this song? And it's, like, From 2013, <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I heard a King Cruel song the other day, and I was like, hey, this guy, this kid's got something. <laughs> and he's from, like, 2013. I really I really appreciate talking about my feelings about bands that broke up. It's, like, very I, cathartic for my me. My band broke up, and I was thinking in the shower the other day. I should thank... I, at the time, I was bummed. Like, I was like, oh, I got nothing to do. My band broke up. I should have thanked God that I didn't go on longer in my 30s trying to convince people who have kids to come to my shows. <laughs> the person who broke up my band did me a gigantic favor in like cause of saving me from myself, <laughs> of trying to keep going until the world said no. Yeah. <laughs> now the five people who liked my band can like live, let it ride off into the sunset. <laughs> That's probably a good place to end it. Do you guys want to play a game? No. Yeah, no. It won't end. It won't end. I don't want it to end. Can't stop, won't stop. All right. Here is the game I've got for you. It is called Pop Star Harmonizer or Co-Star of Paul Reiser. (laughs) Cue the theme. (laughs) Tell me why I love you like a dude. Tell me who. Cause it's not my heart as much to Take me by the head as we go into the final frontier I'm not about you, baby Anyways Alright, this game is uh, Are these lesser known members of boy and girl bands Or cast members from the hit 90s sitcom Mad About You? Some Mad About You background It was criticized for being a lightweight Seinfeld Initially aired on NBC from September 23rd till 1992 till May 24th, 99. Four Golden Globe Awards. 12 Primetime Emmys. I remember Talk that. shit now. <laughs> I don't remember. You really are into Mad About You, aren't you? Also, I recently watched a segment uh, from Amber Ruffin's new talk show, and she asks a very important question, which is, what the fuck happened to Helen Hunt? Where is she? <laughs> Send up a smoke signal. Like, we don't know where you are anymore. Coincidence? Lily Sobieski has also disappeared. Her fucking yeah. alter ego. They're the same person. <laughs> uh, it's about the newlyweds Paul Bachman, played by uh, Paul Reiser, and <laughs> Jamie Stemple Buckman, who is played by Helen Hunt. She is a public relations specialist. And they deal with everything from humorous daily minutia to major married struggles. Here are the names. Pop star harmonizer or Paul Reiser, <laughs> Reiser co-star. Marcus, I'm going to ask D first. Okay. Marcus Feely 
and John Pankow. Tell me which one is the harmonizer, which one is the riser. (laughs) Marcus Feely or John Pankow? I'm going to go John Pankow as the co-star and the other guy as the harmonizer. You are correct. Marcus Feely is from Westlife and John Pankow famously was Ira Buckman, Paul's cousin. I thought I recognized that guy from Westlife, that name. Name one Westlife song. I can't. (laughs) I don't know any Westlife songs, but I do know that Ira took it ownership of Buckman's Sporting Goods, the parent store, even, and he was resentful towards uh, the other guy's success, <laughs> even though they, in the end he was supportive. He had a big, gigantic forehead. Oh! Westlife, they were that fucking um, Irish boy band from the early 2000s, yeah. late 90s. I can't re- think of a single one of their songs, but, you know? Apparently they did a, they did a cover of Uptown Girl, which sounds killer. <laughs> <laughs> Andrea, it comes to you. Paul Reiser co-star or pop star harmonizer? Andrea, did not do this on purpose, (laughs) Andrea Fimbres or Alyssa Barrick? Alyssa Barrick is a singer of, isn't she in All Saints? I'm sorry, you're wrong. Andrea was from Danity Kane. Alyssa Barrick played Mabel Buckman, Paul and Jamie's daughter. (laughs) I just realized we're talking about Mad About You and not Will and Grace. (laughs) Paul and Jamie's daughter famously went out with an, went without a name for a long time until she was finally named after Jamie's overbearing mother after she proclaimed that mothers always bring extra love. M-A-B-E-L. Ah, sweet. <laughs> Last one, D. All right. Jessica Sutter or Lila Kenzel? Jessica Sutter sounds like an actor name. So I'm going to go with that as the actor and the other one is the harmonizer. Wrong! <laughs> Jessica Sutter was in the Pussycat Dolls and Leslie Kenzie oh. was in, played Fran Devenow, Jamie's best friend. She's the regional <laughs> okay. vice president at Farragut's Public Relations. I don't think I ever watched Mad About You. I don't think I ever watched the Pussycat Dolls. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of strippers who look like aging strippers from New Jersey... That's their entire aesthetic. 2000s. By the way, if you want to see, I have to say that 2004 is the absolute worst year for fashion. And if you don't believe me, go and watch music videos from top 40 songs at that time, such as, what was the one I watched? Uh, Move Your Body by Nina Sky. Everybody looks like they're dressed, they were stylized by like Ross. Or don't waste your time and watch reruns of Mad About You, which they rebooted. <laughs> do, do, I'm mad about you, baby. If we get yeah. into this segment, it's going to be me becoming obsessed with watching all of Mad About You. <laughs> okay, I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. My mother makes me nuts. We know this. Every time she calls, she makes you nuts. What does that mean? Nothing. You, you just said she makes you nuts. Oh, and your mother's perfect? Dealyweds Paul Reiser and Helen Hunt are mad about you. Wednesdays this fall after Seinfeld. For those of you that forgot Lindsay Lohan's short-lived music career, that was Rumors. Uh, In the video, she's dressed, as everyone did in 2004, in one of those weird dress shirts over jeans 
with yeah. a Lauren Conrad bump hairstyle. And she's carrying around a digital camera. Who would have thought at the time, because we all know Lindsay Lohan was a great singer, who would have thought at the time that with an ounce of her natural talent that Paris Hilton would have a way fucking better song from that period? (laughs) Yeah. Of the two friends of the friendship group at that time, Britney Spears and Paris Hilton. I think Paris Hilton has the best song out of those three. Yeah, that uh, Stars Are Blind. I don't mind that song. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> Song's incredible. And I'm thinking, like, Britney Spears was better later with uh, that song. Toxic. No, that was before, wasn't it? I think that was around that time. I don't know. What's her song? I, I told really you 2004 like? was a blackout year for me. What was Britney's song that was playing in the gay bars a lot at that time that was, like, her first one, that came, her big comeback? You better work, bitch. That's the Work, bitch. Yeah. yeah. So we are on to the Lilo section, which is Lindsay's boy trouble. I also I also just had a hot flash and took off my pants. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not wearing any pants. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. You better work, bitch. It was give me more. Oh, yeah. Give me, give me more. Give me more. Give me, give me more. That was the song that was the fucking jam. So this is Lindsay's Got Boy Trouble. Oh, and by the way, listen to the outfit. Sporting a baby black tee uh, under a cream beaded blouse, dangly earrings, flared jeans, and heels. Could that be a black baby tee? Oh, yeah. Black baby tee. I'm not sure baby black is a color. (laughs) A hint of orange eyeshadow and a touch of shiny gloss. She's proud that she's not high maintenance, particularly when it comes to images and dating. Okay, she is high maintenance. Everyone knows that. Yeah. So she said that she is really mean to guys that she likes, which is really interesting to me because... That tracks? I swear to God I could have dated her. If we ran into each other, (laughs) if I lived in L.A. at that time, I didn't because I don't... They didn't have Ubers back then, and L.A. was a nightmare if you don't drive. Like, I'm going out for a night, what, I'm going to call a cab and pay $80? It's interesting because she's drawn to older, darker haired dudes, like 23 and 24. How old is she? Back then, she was probably like 20. How old is she? Now? Yeah, what year was she born? Um, Let's see. Let's do a Lilo. Older, darker haired dudes. I swear to God, we could have dated. I swear. <laughs> if she da- saw me at a club, busted my moves in that era, I was very <laughs> spry. I'm a fantastic dancer. She was born in 1986, so she's okay, 34. Okay, so I'm slightly <laughs> older. I'm three years older. So... Okay, there's two things. One is there was this huge scandal a couple of years ago where, uh, well, it was like a few years ago. It was like 2014. But Lindsay Lohan made this list on a categories card, which I recognize. Look at, see those categories, the <laughs> things? And it's all the guys that she banged, but some of the names are blocked out for reasons. Who has the fucking, oh, I guess those are nobodies. Yeah, no, the blocked look, out names are nobodies. No, look, there's Colin Farrell. No, the blocked out names. I bet oh. they're nobodies. She fucked Colin Farrell? Yeah, here's some names. We've got uh, Joaquin Phoenix, spelled nice. incorrectly. Evan Peters, I Lucas Haas, is. Wilder Valderrama, duh, they dated for a while. Jamie Dornan, Zach Efron. Ew, he would have been like 12 then. She's Mary Kay Letourneau. <laughs> no, when did she write this? 2014? He would have been like No, I don't know when this 2019. was. 2019. Oh, yeah, this was 2014. Um, Colin Farrell. Nice. Heath Ledger. Nice. Max yep. George, who's from like that One Direction band, I think. I don't know who that is. James Franco. Adam Levine. What? Ew. And that tracks. They're basically the same person. <laughs> Garrett Hedlund. Ugh, I hate the name Garrett. 
So yeah, there's this, I mean, I'm not like slut shaming her or anything, like sleep with as many people as you want. Heath Ledger, that must've been a while because he died in 2008. You know what? Good for her. She got it in, you know? Also, to be clear, like who hasn't fucked Colin Farrell? I've practically fucked Colin Farrell. (laughs) I've watched Colin Farrell's sex tape. I feel like he's going to fuck Colin Farrell. Again, if he saw me at the time, I had good dance moves. Also, Colin Farrell just seems like a really nice dude. I fucking love that guy. In a way, he's an asshole, but he's you know hot. Who else no, no. James Franco. Where'd that get us? <laughs> exactly. He officiated his uh, gay brother's wedding. Aw, good for him. Yeah. <laughs> so, but one thing that was not on, was not on this list was Samantha Ronson. So, speaking of gay brother, <laughs> <laughs> um, I read this really good article by Jill Gutowitz on Into More, and it was talking about her continuing to erase her queer relationship with Samantha Ronson. And her, so she sat down with Wendy Williams in uh, 2018, and she asked her if she considered herself to be sexually fluid, and she said, "No, I like men." When she was passed on. Pressed on her relationship with Ronson, she found a way to erase her own sexual identity. She said, I was living in L.A. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but no, I'm not dating right now. It could have been she was on a lot of drugs at the time. And you know what? Uh, When I'm on drugs, I can see it. (laughs) If if she identifies as totally straight, but if she was on a lot of drugs at the time, I could see it. But so she told Piers Morgan, that other piece of shit, she's like, I know I'm straight. I've made out with girls before and I had a relationship with a girl, but I think I need to experience that. And I was looking for something different, which is totally valid. Like people do yeah. have, yeah. Uh, you know, their whole like, oh, I did things in college, blah, blah, blah idea. But I, the article kind of was talking more about like bi erasure and how like she seems ashamed or ashamed of that. It, like it erases that part of her and that's why and that's why it's a bummer like i mean obviously like if you're straight you don't need to identify as bisexual just to like please the masses but like it's a kind of a bummer because like i don't know i liked her relationship with Lindsay lohan's entire existence is a bummer of wasted potential (laughs) yeah yeah. if she was if she was being strategic she would play into that being like yeah i'm queer like i'm a queer person whatever but she's terrible at fucking pr she yeah. always sabotages herself. So yeah, yeah, her whole life is a fucking bummer of wasted potential. She's like maybe one of the celebrities that I'm kind of the most bummed about because I did like her movies. Like she did The Parent Trap and was really fucking good in it as a kid. And then she like did Mean Girls, which is obviously fucking awesome. And like, I kind of was just like, every single time she did something that like the um, trash mags like i just got more and more bummed out about it and it's just i don't know i wish i wish she was different (laughs) it's just a disappointment right because you're allowed you're allowed to be like that was a relationship i was in and i want to erase it from my mind because maybe end well maybe you were in a bad place then and you were acting out or something like it's uh, so that's her prerogative to be like i want to block out my relationship with ronan Ronson? Samantha Ronson. Yeah. <laughs> I want to block up my relationship with Samantha Ronson. That's your prerogative as a human yeah. being who had a bad relationship, don't want to talk about it. There are places in her life she probably doesn't want to talk about. And, Absolutely. you know, it's just disappointing that because uh, we all want her to be some kind of queer icon. And she just. Yeah. She, she has told isn't. us again and again, I will not be the person I wa- you want me to be. Which is fair, which is valid. And you know what? I take it back. Maybe it's not like that much of a bummer. You know, maybe it was a really bad relationship. Maybe maybe she was, maybe she was deeply unhappy and that's why she doesn't acknowledge it. And that's fair too. We invest certain things in her life. Like we want that relationship to be some kind of, you know, great queer relationship, great lesbian relationship. You know, we, we invest things in her and she continually disappoints us by not giving us what we want. And by 
stealing refugee children off the streets of Russia. Yeah, I want her to do well. <laughs> I like want to see her have a really great comeback, and I think I have the perfect comeback for her. So Shonda Rhimes is going to be doing uh, like a, a movie based Distant on- Distant cousin of Busta ba- Rhymes, go on. <laughs> based based on, um, do you guys remember hearing about, uh, I think her name's Anna Delvey, the fraud artist um, in New York. It's a fascinating story. It's I like, vaguely remember that kid. I, I remember there was a person who had a name yeah, who was a fraud yeah. artist. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is absolutely fascinating. And I highly recommend you, if you, if you like Google Anna, the name, or Anna you could tell us you'll, because this is a podcast. No, 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 no. You should read it because like, it's, it's fucking bonkers. Like it's very long. It's very involved. It's super fucking bonkers. And anyway, can we take a moment? I need a Coles Notes version of this. <laughs> you don't go, here's a, a very interesting story, but I'll leave that to someone else to tell you about. <laughs> Sh- Shonda Rhimes is going to do a movie about this um, fraud art, scam artist fraud person named Anna Sorokin. Sor- Sor- Sorokin? Sorokin. Um, she went Aaron by Anna- Sorokin is his name. He made <laughs> the West Wing. Anna, Anna Sorkin. And she, when she was like, you know, being a super huge fraud artist, her she went by the name Anna Delby. And she's a Russian born German citizen woman who gained notoriety for her singular role in a fraud scandal where she moved to New York City in 2013, created the fictitious, fictitious identity of Anna Delvey. Oh, I do remember this. Pretended to be a wealthy German heiress and in 2019 was convicted of multiple counts of attempted grand larceny, theft of services, and, and larceny in the second degree. She defrauded a bunch of New York hotels and wealthy acquaintances. Yeah. Yeah. Which is basically it's, what Lindsay Lohan did at the time, too. She presented herself as a rich lady and kept like putting yes. off the bill, being yeah. like, I have all this money, don't worry about it. That's happened so a few I, times. I need, Good for her. <laughs> I need a direct line to Shonda Rhimes' ear. And if she's casting for this movie about Anna Delvey and she does not cast Lindsay Lohan. It's funny because I can totally, Delvey, I can see that. It is a wasted idea. Yeah, it is a wasted wow, opportunity. Wow, great casting. Yeah. That could be yeah. great casting with big glasses. Because Lindsay Lohan was in trouble a lot at that time for the oh, same girl. exact thing. She would not pay her to- hotel bills and would yeah. steal people's like expensive mink coats and shit. It literally won't even even be acting like she's just gonna be she's just gotta be herself and this can make up for that horror story of her being elizabeth taylor in that horrible movie where she like played her and like just i want to see her have this comeback and like win an oscar for alternately this, like, fucking woman. shonda rhimes could have the music by her cousin buster rhymes and have it <laughs> starring her cousin leanne rhymes <laughs> and it's all rhymes all the time that can be the title <laughs> Scalpel. Hair. Sponge. Hair. Wait. He's convulsing. He's convulsing. Huh? We're oh gonna my. have to shock him. Oh my God. We're gonna have to shock oh him. These are the results of a thousand electric volts. A neck with bones. Nurse, we're losing him. Check the pulse. A kid who refused to respect the dolls. Wore spectacles. With tape frames and a freckled yeah. nose. A corny looking yeah. white boy. Yeah. James always says one, two, three, four before we record, and that's what I have in my head. Really? Because you don't have Eminem in your head? <laughs> like recently, when there was that video, was it from the MTV Awards or something, where he's like, 
in the middle of like a, there's a group of black men to sh- behind him to show that he's cool as white people often do and he's doing like <laughs> slam poetry being like Donald Trump you're a chump <laughs> and I don't like little pump and why did I take you to the dump cause you garbage <laughs> And then we see we go to arbitrage because we're in a legal battle, and this is a rap battle. Hey, we're not from <laughs> Seattle. We're not Nirvana, and I'd be up on you. But he, but in between, I'm a better freestyle than Eminem apparently because he was like, was good. every time he rhymed, he'd be like, take two seconds. He'd be like, Donald Trump, you're a chump. Then he'd wander around, <laughs> being like, I don't like chump. Oh, I was wondering when I Eight Mile came. I thought Eight Mile was around this time, but it was earlier. It was in 2002. Yeah. Um, so I requested that we play this song specifically because we're going into a segment called Surprising School Secrets. Former teachers, old classmates, and celebrities recap the past. Is Mary Kay Letourneau in there? <laughs> she should be. <laughs> I'm going to read the entirety of Eminem's school se- Surprising School Secrets. So the surprising school secret from Eminem is that he was bullied in elementary school. Oh my God, this kid so. won't shut up about getting bullied. <laughs> Well, that's what that whole song is about. <laughs> hey, Just don't you worry, wait. Eminem. You've inspired a fucking generation of bullies. <laughs> <laughs> so when Marshall Mathers, a.k.a. Eminem, was in elementary school, his family moved around so many times that it was tough for him to make friends. Things got so bad for that, that one time Eminem had a run-in with a school bully named D'Angelo Bailey that changed his life forever. As Slim Shady tells it, he was a scrawny little kid having a rough time at Detroit's Dort Elementary School. One wintry day, a girl in his class threw a snowball at him. The other boy started laughing at me, and so I threw him up against the wall, the rapper remembers. What I didn't know was that the boy was friends with D'Angelo. Everyone in school was terrified of him, especially me because I was small and skinny. D'Angelo cornered Eminem in the bathroom and beat him up so bad that he ended up in a coma for five days. Wow. Soon af- in <laughs> soon elementary after- school? Jesus Christ. In elementary school, yeah. Soon after Eminem recovered, he discovered his knack for rhyming and wordplay. He studied the dictionary to boost his vocabulary and, and entered a high school talent show to display his rapping skills. I was a smart kid, but I hated school, Em admits. He failed ninth grade three times, but didn't let his clever mind go to waste. I just wanted to rap. I'd go to, I'd go to friends' houses or stay in my room all day, standing by the mirror and lip-syncing songs, trying to look cool. Years later, the whole incident with D'Angelo would turn up in the song Brain Damage, which we played at the beginning of the segment, off Eminem's debut album, The Slim Shady LP. And then it says he schooled his former bully big time. Here's what His what, bully he, sued him, didn't he? Yeah, so that's what I'm getting into. So um, so basically, I gotta D'Angelo see this Bailey... D'Angelo Bailey put Eminem in a coma after beating the absolute shit out of him in a school bathroom. Years later, Eminem becomes super a super famous white boy rapper and actually writes a song about the whole thing called Brain Damage, which you can listen to on the Slim Shady LP. Um, so in response to that song, Bailey responded with a $1 million defamation lawsuit. The song lyrics, the, the song includes the lyrics, I was harassed daily by this fat kid named D'Angelo Bailey, an eighth grader who acted obnoxious because his father's a bo- because his father boxes. So every day he'd shove me acted into lockers. obnoxious because his father boxes. <laughs> One day he came into the bathroom while I was pissing and had me in the position to beat me into submission. He banged my head against the urinal till he broke my nose, soaked my clothes in blood, grabbed me and choked me, bu- choked my throat. And then he actually makes references later in the song to blacking out. 
made it home later that day, started reading a comic, and suddenly everything became gray. I couldn't even see what I was trying to read. I went deaf in my and my left ear. Oh my god! To I can just see myself wearing an oversized uh, shirt and like uh, drinking some Mountain Dew in my house in <laughs> you know some <laughs> shitty suburb, being like, "Yeah, this guy speaks to me." I, know. I got beaten up once, and now that I'm held back three years, I'm gonna bully everyone in my grave. <laughs> Did he um, win so, that lawsuit? No. So uh, Bailey alleged in his complaint that Eminem fabricated stories which invaded his privacy, slandered his reputation, and hurt his own attempts to start his own rap career. He also said Eminem lied to give himself credibility in the hip-hop scene, which actually doesn't You know how you get credibility by getting beat up in a bathroom? <laughs> I know. When you're I like, got beaten 13? up once when I was 13. That'll give you real credibility. By the way, this poor kid from Detroit versus Eminem's lawyers, yeah, like he won. Well, Eminem's mom sued him for ten million, and she got sixteen hundred bucks. Remember? Yeah, because <laughs> you can't compete against his lawyers. So, um, so Bailey's attorney stated that Eminem is a Caucasian male who faced criticism criticism within the music industry that he had not suffered through difficult circumstances growing up, and he was therefore a pretender in the industry. Haven't you Eminem- seen Eight Mile? <laughs> Eminem used Bailey, his Afri- African-American childhood schoolmate, as a pawn in his effort to stem the tide of crim- criticism, which really kind of actually doesn't sound like that. I'm a successful rapper. I knew black people. They beat me up. <laughs> of course they did. This makes me more legitimate as a rapper. This doesn't hold water. Him saying, I have lots of black friends, that is yeah. something. Like if one of his black friends wanted to sue him, but it doesn't necessarily hold water that I had black. I knew a black person. Yeah. He beat me up. Also, like, who hasn't wanted to beat up, like, fucking Eminem? Anyway, <laughs> uh, Bailey was ultimately unsuccessful in suing Eminem, and in her 13-page-long ruling, and this is fucking horrifying, Judge Deborah Servetto partially wrapped her opinion <laughs> on the matter, and I just threw up in my mouth from all Christ. of this extreme secondhand embarrassment. Bat, bat, and just bat, in case bat. you didn't think I didn't think I was going to do it, I have I have what she says. So, Mr. Wait, Bailey, can we can hear it? I, I think you can hear it, but I'm actually going to say it. But Drop the it beat! Up, Here it comes. <laughs> D, ready to go? Here it comes. Judge Judy. One, two. One, two, three, four. Mr. Bailey complains that his rap is trash, so he's seeking compensation in the form of cash. <laughs> Bailey thinks he's entitled to some monetary gain because Eminem used his name in vain. <laughs> the lyrics are stories no one would take as fact. They're an exaggeration of a childish act. I hated everything that just happened there, but like that's literally she wrapped the ruling in court. Oh my god! She just like is like, oh my god! I got this fucking attention finally. I've been <laughs> yes. toiling in like the Detroit shitty district for five years, and I'm getting some media attention. Let me just drop my bars. Can you imagine if she was actually trying to start her rap career? <laughs> hey, I'm Judge Judy. Your Chihuahua bit someone. That's not fun. They're not onion fun yums. And I'm going to charge you $1,000. Listen to me, bird. Let's go and eat some turds. Get out of the toilet because I'm terrible at rapping. And now we're going to do some snacking off those fun yum. Onions, delicious. Now we're going to do You're fired. the dishes. Goodbye, James. I keep going. You want me to? No, thank you. Not stop anyway. rap machine. <laughs> Anyway, I think D'Angelo Bailey became a pretty successful boxer, though, after his father. I think his father was a boxer. Well, clearly um, he was. Eminem said in the song. Yeah. 
you are correct. I <laughs> just need that link in my head now. <laughs> yeah, so that I found fascinating. I went into a bit of a deep dive on that one. I didn't even know I was going to do it when I was researching this segment. So <laughs> My dad was a boxer. Cool. Yeah, he, he, he was uh, almost made to the Olympics, but he broke his hand. And now he's dead. Thanks for bringing Aww. him up, D. You <laughs> did it! <laughs> Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> My dad was a boxer. And Eminem just tried to to the toilet. Let's to go to toilet. That's a place in Illinois. And now we're going to make some Illinois. Noise is loud and we don't like it. Now we're going to go. You are the worst rapper, Ryan. You are worse than that judge. I am. That was the only song I remember because it was a ringtone. I thought when I heard that song, I thought it was Hey Ma, because it involved a dance. My ringtone my ringtone when I was younger was actually Party Up by DMX R.I.P. <laughs> Rip! Andrea wouldn't wake up this morning, and I played her the L- old LG wake up song, which is Good Morning. So annoying. Are you shocked? James loves to annoy me. <laughs> so we are on to the quiz. This is the quiz fest. There's actually a lot of quizzes in here, but this one, there's a flirt fest. How do you get noticed? A fortune teller. But we're going to do what's your crushing style. And Dee's going to take the quiz this week. Are you distant or chummy with your would-be honey? Start I'm here. Very distant. <laughs> Do you ever have crushes? Socially distant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I'm... Do you ever have crushes just on just for fun, like on people you don't actually want to date? Yes or no way? Absolutely yes. <laughs> Do you love to be the center of attention or would you rather stand back and take in the scene? I think I usually would stand back and take in the scene. Okay. Shy guy or class clown? Shy guy. Although that sounds an awful lot like he could be a nice guy, and that's like a fucking <laughs> terrifying idea. Would you rather eat five-day-old pizza than tell your crush you dig him? Is the pizza no, in the fridge? <laughs> <laughs> James, I have the some right like questions. several months over old pizza in the freezer. <laughs> I don't know what the shelf life is for frozen pizza. It's probably <laughs> oh, forever. It's forever. But if it's in yeah. the fridge, even I'd rather eat five-day-old pizza just because that's delicious. Uh, my- <laughs> My my rule of thumb with refrigerated, like, you know, leftover pizza is after three days, I usually James get will eat food that's been in there it. for like two weeks. I'm I am shocked he's celebrating. Not that's terrifying. That's terrifying. I've given up most of my cheese desires because of uh, it's unhealthy for my cholesterol. I have pizza. Used to be like there's no way it would last longer than a day. I have pizza in the freezer from like a month or two ago. <laughs> Just don't fine. James will pizza. eat the five-day-old pizza. Won't eat the pizza. I think it's basically saying, would you rather eat gr- something gross or tell your crush you have a crush on them? I would tell my crush I had a crush on them. I don't want fucking food poisoning. <laughs> do you ever have psychic feelings that a guy you just met is the one for you? Or, you to pref- or do you prefer to make your judgments after you've gotten to know someone? Like, I have literally fantasized about wedding days with, like, my pizza delivery guy. <laughs> like, going back to pizza. I immediately go from literally saying three words to imagining our entire life together. So, 
You can have pizza at your wedding. For the purpose of this <laughs> magazine, we have to pretend we're Lindsay Lohan retroactively just uh, fucking hetering the fuck out of ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I, like, what was the first one? It was, like, psychic vibes. Like, you have, you see someone, and you're like, yep. I don't even believe in psychics, and I would, I think I have a psychic vibe when it comes to imagining marrying random strangers. (laughs) Do you change your mind a lot about guys, friends, favorite foods? Yes or no? Not about foods. I'm usually pretty good about, (laughs) like, you know, what food I like and what food I don't like. No. Okay. If you really like a guy, would you prefer just being friends over nothing at all? You are a friendly femme. When you like a guy, the best thing, the first thing you try to do is become his friend. That way you really get to know whether or not he's worthy and whether or not sparks fly. At worst, you gain a new friend. What's great is that if all goes well, you and your guy really know each other before you start dating. But sometimes, even when you really like a guy, you might end up in his friend realm instead of his girlfriend realm. If you don't clue him into your feelings at all. So this is saying, invite him out for pizza. Tell him your, your sexual <laughs> fantasies. Be careful you don't get friend zoned. Then you got to like. If they called it friend realmed. Toxic I, internet culture. I don't mind the friend zone. Like I love having pals. There's nothing wrong with the friend Wouldn't zone. Wouldn't know anything about it. I think James is wearing off on me. If you're being honest <laughs> with the person, you can't pretend you're like their friend if you're actually just want to sleep with them. Which leads to a thousand problematic things where someone's like... I think it depends because if I've never slept with somebody who's my, who is a, a platonic friend, then I would like ne- I would just be fine with being friends with them. But I think if you've already slept with someone and then you try to go back to being friends or you've had feelings in the past, that's way harder. If you're the friend, you have to be honest with yourself. Am I le- being friends with you because I legitimately want to be friends with you? Or am I... Hoping fucking, for something more. Am I imagining myself being friend zone and biding my time? <laughs> Don't do that. You look Changing like a creep. <laughs> I had a guy, I had a guy, like a, a friend of mine who like, who liked me, asked me out on a date. I went out on a couple of dates with him, um, decided that I wasn't really into it. And like, you know, I had a lot of baggage at the time and I was just not in the relationship headspace, which sounds super corny and like fucking. No, whatever, it's, oh, like, it's just a 99% timing. Yeah. But, um, then um i like developed a huge fucking crush on him and like a couple of years later actually emailed him because he was about to leave for like eight months to go travel the world or whatever and so i timing got, Ugh, must I, be nice. I texted him or like i sent him i sent him a message and i was just like hey i just i would feel really fucking like i just feel like i have to tell you this or i would regret it and i told him that i liked him and he responded very favorably and then we ended up i went to england on a trip uh, to England and Ireland, and he w- we like actually met up in England at the same time, had a very, very nice time, kind of hooked up. And then afterwards, because he was traveling for eight months, it kind of petered out. And I still, to this day, he's like one of the only crushes that I that actually, you know, ended up being something and then was like not a thing afterwards and that I still stayed friends with like, he wasn't ever my ex. We never were like in a relationship. Yeah, it's that weird in between 
stage. But he's such, but he's such a cool dude, and I love being his fucking friend. And like, I still have a crush on him, but I'm still able to say like, he's not really that into it, and that is okay. And I think being his friend is awesome. Too, I had so. a weird non-ex who somehow imbued me with some kind of weird thing that I was not, and yet messaged me like even years later. Being like, hey, I am getting engaged. You want to hang out? I was like, no, my girlfriend wouldn't like that. And uh, <laughs> and then I messaged her and told her to fuck off, and that it was inappropriate for her to message my boyfriend. It <laughs> is. Jesus Christ, Andrea. <laughs> I subscribe by the rule: if you're dating someone and you want to be friends with an ex, that person has to be good friends with the person you're dating, or at least put in the effort. Otherwise, yeah. it's not going to happen. You can't have independent. Uh, relationships with people. I'm a real Lilo when it comes to these types of things. <laughs> <laughs> I think you can. I think I don't know. I you know, it has to be a sp- very specific situation where that actually works out. You can't have any secret past life shit where it's like this person knew me before. We have a secret emotional connection. Yeah, it's emotionally cheating. Fuck that. I have no Fuck that, that, bitch. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> Just kidding, D. I'm, I don't want to ruin your quiz. So. Oh, no, no, no. It's fine. No, hey, <laughs> D's not in a long-term relationship. She gets to have complex re- emotional relations with people, whereas me and Andrew have been in a long-term relationship forever where our things are like one-dimensional. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Who's that guy you're talking to? Is he, has he been your friend forever? No, that's my pizza man. <laughs> Won't be your pizza man. <laughs> Can't be your pizza man. Well, I'm the pizza man. I'm the pizza man. I can do it when you can. Because I'm the ever-loving American pizza man. Yeah, I love this job. I'm telling you that, brother. Woo, let's see what we got. This the house. Yeah, it is. Wow. All right. Pizza, pizza, pizza. I'm the pizza man. Oh, yeah. Let me see here. That's good for your tummy, and it's yummy, yummy, yummy. Yeah, that was the song that, didn't she famously, she, she did, did a, a jig. Thing, but yeah. I thought she lip-synced and, like, ruined she her career. She lip-synced it, yeah. It didn't ruin her career. She, like, kind of recovered We were recovered so from naive it, but... back then, being deeply offended by a pop star lip-syncing to a song. I know. I was never naive about that. I would rather go to a concert with amazing fucking dancing and somebody lip syncing to a track than to go and just have a boring ass. Are we fucking so naive to be like they're doing an elaborate dance and uh, they if if they if they're not fucking lip syncing they're like. They're like, like, yeah, you can't sing as well when you're fucking doing, like, giant Exactly. Dances. When you're an actual fucking athlete on a stage dancing for three hours, come on. I mean, we hold them by the same standards as we do, like, rock bands being, like, sing the song to me. But, like, this is totally produced. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I don't know. Her I career mean, and Jessica she, Simpson's career, I haven't I don't think any of them have released any music in a long time, but No. I was never Jessica, a huge fan. Jessica they also if you ever look at their mouths, they have really interesting mouths and the way that they sing, they, I don't know if it was like they were trained by the same voice trainer, but they do this thing that always looks like they're on ecstasy. It's really just yeah. <laughs> Um yeah. also we used to do this thing back in the day where our fans would send in like little fan mail, tell us about like your embarrassing moments or your memories from that time. And sometimes, you know, we're it's us three 
We're recording remotely, so if you have something cool or interesting or funny to share, just send it to our email. I'm yeah, funny. Dude, I'm love that. to these people. <laughs> yeah. Info at Girly Max Podcast. If you got embarrassing teen moments or anything you want to share with us, then if you have body questions, I love that shit. Yeah, we can <laughs> we can do it on the show. It always makes for a fun segment. Um, yeah. Just again, a reminder: if you want to join our Patreon, it's Patreon.com/GirlyMags. Our Instagram is uh, girly.mags and uh, give us a follow if you don't already. Say hi and thank you for listening to another episode. And keep getting vaccinated. Yes. Stay stay safe. Have fun. And rate and review us. Love you. Bye. 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 Bye.